Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. So you turn on the recorder and Marty disappears. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm here with uh, the, ugh, Jesus. So I'm here. <laughs> You're here with Jesus? I'm here with, no. Well, <laughs> this is amazing. This is going to be a surprise. <laughs> so I'm here with Tim Simbura from Lumen Fire and Marty Thompson, not Thompson, Thomas. You know how to say it. <laughs> I'm here with Tim Simbura from Lumen Fire and Marty Thomason from Gearbox Solutions. And hello. right? Right. That's yeah, fine. I said hello. Oh, okay. Just being friendly. <laughs> so we've known each other for 20 years. I think so. Yeah. We met in 20 plus. You you've known each other a little longer. I I think I met you in 2002. So Yeah, that sounds uh, that would be 20 years. Palm <laughs> Desert. Palm Desert, right. Yep. Yeah. And last year we went to pause on air in Marty's home state down in Georgia and I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit and talk yep. about our experience. Yeah. So, you want to? I, 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 that was my first pause, and I, I really enjoyed it a lot. That was your first pause. That was not your first pause. No, wait, no. You're lying. First pause. I know they've done the one here at the uh, retreat center before. First time there. Sorry. Yeah. No. So not first pause. First pause there. And I and I convinced you guys to go. Right. You did. I think you did. Yeah, because I I was there the year before when it mm -hmm. rained every, almost every day and we had a power outage right in the middle of it. So this year was less eventful from that standpoint. Which was a good thing. Yes. Yeah, you you wanted to go even after going through that, the yeah. rain out experience. Well, I wanted to see you guys. That that was part of it. It's just getting back together and and having the camaraderie and and you guys always make me laugh. That's cool. Yeah, Marty's funny. I thought you were the funny one. Uh, I agree with you, Tim. Uh, I was hankering for some of that camaraderie. And, uh, you know, you've just been a group with at least a few people that you've known for a while. And you're also meeting new people, learning a little bit. But, you know, the biggest thing for me was reconnecting with with uh, people that I hadn't been able to see in a while. Yeah, yeah, because... Coming back from out of the COVID time period where people weren't meeting and, uh, you know, just getting back together and uh, getting a pulse on the whole community, so, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just like, you know, what are people talking about? What What's important? The sessions and such that I went I went to several sessions and they were interesting and, and helpful. But uh, for me, in this particular case, that the sessions weren't you know, the, the learning wasn't that new, you know, it's like, it was really about the individual conversations that I had with a lot of people and, and making you know, the networking and making those, um, those relationships, relationships are important. Yeah. That was always my favorite thing of uh, DevCon for the past, maybe, you know, maybe the first few years were very much about learning and going to sessions and building my skills. But later on, it was the number one answer of, you know, like, what did you get out of it? And why did you come? And all that was always uh, networking and 
Mm-hmm. That's I don't even know that networking is the right way. I'm not networking with you so much as you're my friends and I want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and that changed for me over time. I remember the first DevCons, you know, starting in 2002. Every single one of them, I was just like, at some level, I was mad that I couldn't be in more than one place at the same time because there's simultaneous sessions and they didn't record them at that time. And mm-hmm. um, so that that was frustrating. But I was just eating it up and just learning and learning and learning until it got to 2019 was the last one. And Lumen Fire had been had a booth for like the previous four years. And I so when I went to DevCon, it was a totally different experience. It was I didn't go to any sessions except for the big ones. I was in the booth all the time just talking to people. Yeah, that's so demanding. Different experience than yeah. And we did. I think my story's pretty similar. I think people have described it as your first couple of times at uh, DevCon was like drinking from a fire hose and you want to go to every session. And then over time, you're still going to interesting sessions and you're learning a lot, but you're, you know, connecting and reconnecting with friends and coworkers. And I think that the the things that have changed too today is that uh, when we're getting together, I mean, there's so everything's on video, everything's in some other format. You can get it from a blog or something. Blogs didn't, didn't exist back then. You know, it's like, so I, you, you can concentrate on the inspiration, basically. You know, it's like, oh, that's what you could do. And then you can later on go and get the details potentially from some other source. Yeah, you don't of- have to feel like that moment is your only chance to capture every single technical detail that you're going to need to to know and understand. Right. Yeah, I went to, uh, Sully did a session on uh, Willio integration for telephony telephony yep and uh you know we played with twilio for messaging but hadn't done too much with uh, telephony but it was an awesome overview he's done a ton of uh work on uh you know automatically standing spawning phone numbers uh triggering workflows yeah but knowing that you you could just be there in the moment and like you said gather inspiration Right. And think about where you could take it rather than having to feel like you had to get everything out of it just in that one session. Right. It was also a time for for some of for some of our company. Yeah, that was that was the last day, I believe, at at pause for us to get together as well. Um, you know, some of us and and just have some some time where we could talk a lot, even though we see each other at work. And the setting was amazing and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great site. I took the hike this year up to the waterfall. That was really pretty. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, do that next there. year. Yeah. I meant to do that, and I didn't. Well, I didn't do it the first year either, but part of that was because it was raining. I went to the treehouse, and there was a session there on legacy systems. Uh, the, the year before, they had done a session on logging which was appropriate for the treehouse. Yeah. And uh, the legacy systems one was just talking through, you know, like when do you refactor code, when do you have to, you know, rebuild or learn software built by somebody else and how do you communicate that to a client when 
when you go under the hood on something and you go, um, we need to rebuild some things and it's not something they see. So it's difficult. You know, it's more difficult to communicate that there's a necessity for you to actually do some work that they're not going to actually see because it's not in the user interface. Yeah, I'll sometimes show them the uh, relationship graph because, you know, on a on a legacy system that was built partially in-house and partially, you know, they had people come in occasionally and do stuff, uh, you know, they're a nightmare. Sometimes showing them that explains like, well, there's there's 20 or 30 hours to fix this if it's necessary. Right. This was your first pause at that location, Marty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how did it compare with a previous pause that was elsewhere? The let's see, I did one. There was one that focused on security, and that was in a few years ago. That was the one and, in Chicago. Yeah. Did you were you there, Tim? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. yeah. That was a completely different feeling because yeah. everybody was all in one room for the entire time. Yeah. There weren't any separate sessions. Yeah. You know, we had some fun in the city, uh, met a few new people or reconnected with some people. And you're yeah, you're right. It was a different feel because everyone fit in one room. You know, it's still a lot of uh, reconnecting with people. But I got, you know, I think with that, not switching rooms, I, w I ended up going to more, more sessions. I think this know? location where in northern uh, Georgia, you know, it's about two hours north of Atlanta in the mountains. It's it really is ideal for this kind of an event because there are plenty of spaces to get together. I mean, you know, I think one of the focus that they're putting on it is almost less technology. You know, there's not a PowerPoint slide presentation for every event. Mm -hmm. Some of them are just with a whiteboard. Some of them are just talking to each other um but those things are available if you want to do a more technical session where you want to demo some things um, in the building there's plenty of spaces for that um, and then there's plenty of spaces to stay right on property and it's it's not a it's a lower cost event than it could be in a a resort location where the rooms might be a few hundred dollars each but it is it's not it's not 1500 people like used to be for DevCons. It's more mm -hmm. like a hundred or so, I think. Yeah. And the price point the you know, DevCons in you know, to to you have to sort of plan for and budget for. Right. You know, it was a big enough chunk of change, you know, and if it's if you're taking some people with you, uh it adds up pretty fast. Yes. Um yeah this was this was much easier to I I think I signed up on a quickly on a whim you know after you talked about it i'm like yeah i should probably go to that and i had plane tickets and i had the uh the tickets to the conference and you know a few hundred bucks it wasn't bad at all but it's different i mean it's like i don't know if devcon which even claris engage is going to come back in the same way i i don't think i would speculate that it's not going to be this year because if they if you do an event where you need where you're having 1500 people, you have that resort location reserved at least a year in advance and and planned out and I haven't heard anything from Claris to that. They may do 
I'm guessing if they did anything, it would be more like, well, let's get a hundred people together in one room, but also do it hybrid, you know? So it'd be kind of pause like with the addition of, you know, you could get people from all over the world. Well, yeah. auto enter was a good conference this, this, this year too. I really liked auto enter compared to other virtual conferences I've been to. Yeah. I thought that one worked the best of any of them. I don't think it was perfect, but it, it felt like I was part of something. Right. It's still hard to do the offline kind of networking piece of things. You just don't run into somebody in the hallway. Um, even yeah. though even though they they try to have recreate that kind of experience where you you know you may wa- bump into somebody or a group of people, it's just not the same. No, but it was it was closer. Yes. But yeah, not you know, there's nothing like hanging out at the same hotel going on to the bar in the evening and or or the pool the lazy river you know and the, recreating those kind of moments they just uh happened organically i really miss the lazy rivers yeah that was a major feature of the yeah <laughs> really yeah, yeah. yes well if we all chip in and sponsor some lifeguards we could go swim in the cold water oh, at at pause yep oh sure that's what I, I think that Thomas, I think that's what you should do. I think you should sponsor lifeguards. We just get At some. Least we could get out in the canoes. Uh, that that would be enjoyable. I don't know, but at the the I did, you know, really did enjoy the retreat setting, and you know, the sessions were enjoyable, but it it really facilitated connecting with people and and uh, like you said, Tim, there were lots of places to gather and. I don't know, just as soon as I arrived, like the stress started to evaporate. And so I'm looking forward to coming this October, going back. Are you already signed up? You going? I haven't. uh, The registration is not open yet, I don't believe. But you'll you'll be there? I I, I think we'll try and make it again this year. Yeah. So there's a reasonable chance I won't be there but that if I can convince Teresa to go, one of us will be there. I found it very retreaty in a good way in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think she would enjoy that too. The, the, um, even though the internet did work quite well, I was surprised how well uh, the, the Wi-Fi worked. Yeah. I still felt unplugged. You know, I made a point of not opening my, I think I opened my laptop twice for several hours each time, but still only <laughs> You know, I normally sit in front of it eight, 10 hours a day. So having it open just a couple of times for a few hours was a, was nice. And like uh, Marty said, just uh, very, very uh, relaxing. Yeah, I spent a good portion of each day outside mixing with uh, meeting up various people and they're just sitting in the sun. So two thumbs up. I, I wrote down on my whiteboard that they gave us a, a bunch of R words, retreat, reconnect, review, rest, relax, recharge, renew, reset. And that that's really, that was kind of how I felt through the whole thing was just, you know, here's, here's a, here's a pause of three days in the middle of busy life where you just get to 
kind of think things over and uh, hang hang out with your friends. Yeah. And if we can both go, I just don't know if that'll work. Time when is wise. it? October. Oh, in October. Yeah. You just hop in the car and drive over, right? Mm. Yeah. Just 11 hours or... We have to look up the uh, the laws in Pennsylvania on 15-year-olds. <laughs> Abandonment. Although 15, he's pretty much on his own. Yeah. He won't starve. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> a good kid. Yeah. We're recording, right? He's a good kid. <laughs> so, um, I don't if you if you haven't asked this yet, did um after your reset and review and recharge and rest, did you have any like aha moments while you were there? Did you did you come back or we, we had a, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Tim. I was we I had a, a some time to talk with Nick Siski, who is our CTO for Lumen Fire. He's on the road all the time. He's he's um in an RV. And so we're not together all uh, we got three days together and um that was good. We got to talk over some ideas for products and things in the future. And so again, we, we're meeting in Zoom every day, but it, it's just different. I don't know that I had any specific epiphanies, but you know, we were in the in the middle of finishing up a lot of stuff that we had to do for our merger. So last year, Gearbox and Blue Feather merged. So me and uh, David Nadell. So there's just you know a swirl of things, lots of plates spinning in the air, and so being there. I don't know, just some of the stress evaporated. And uh, I had to open my laptop a few times and take care of a few things. But it was great spending time in a few sessions and meeting people that I hadn't seen in a while, meeting a few new people. But also, I had a little bit of time on my own just to get away, sit in a chair and and think, which, you know, I don't always get that in the day-to-day busyness here at home so just uh you know thomas you and i we spent a good bit of time together so just talking back and forth thinking some things through yeah that was probably how most of my off time was spent was you know shooting things over with you and then after that it was being alone like going i I walked to the waterfall and i went for a walk around the lake and you know i'm here in my office now, and Teresa sits right there. Yeah, but that, <laughs> not not here. She sits over there yeah. in, <laughs> in a normal chair where she's. So yeah, so that was that was really nice, and really uh, freed up room and 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 my thought processes. So it's what was different from your expectations about pause. So Tim, you only had expectations that it was going to rain. So I guess what's different is that it didn't rain constantly yeah if you set your expectations low enough then you'll always <laughs> be happy <laughs> yeah yeah i i came with that expectation that good chance it's uh gonna rain and that the internet would probably uh be unreliable and the electricity good chance the electricity would go out didn't that happen when yeah. you were there Tim? yeah and yet i didn't experience any of that so I feel like I got shortchanged. 
<laughs> you know, maybe, you know, maybe this next time. Yeah. And other than that, I expected it to be, I expected to be able to meet some people and be in small sessions. And I was, I did meet some people and I did go to some small sessions and I got something out of it. Uh, technically, t- you know, like I, um, I went to the audit trail thing Taylor Sharp did, which was just helped solidify some ideas I was already working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the advantages also is that we had direct access to talk to, I think there were at least three people there direct from Claris, you know, that we could ask questions about uh, future ideas and they could give us the best answers they could. <laughs> they could. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because it, it, there are always engineers at uh, DevCon, but like you said, with 1,500 people there, it you know, if you get them aside, you might be able to ask them something, but here you could have a conversation. Right. How many people were at pause this year or last year? A hundred. Yeah. I think it's about around a hundred. Oh, wow. That's big for pause. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it says a lot that uh, Claris made sure that Andy and some of the other folks were there representing Claris and, I saw quite a few conversations happening with the Claris team and and uh, individuals. So, you know, it's good that they're part of that part of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a big part of the what we're talking about this the feeling the retreaty feeling of the retreat has to go to to Martha and Chrissy. I think they kept reiterating that that's you know. That's one of the reasons that we were there is to sort of disconnect from the day-to-day stuff and and uh, reconnect. And, yeah, I think they gave the right amount of structure because you de- you have to have some structure. You have to know when breakfast, lunch, and dinner is, mm-hmm. and where you can meet. And there were you know some scheduled pre-scheduled sessions, but if you wanted to show up and had something to talk about, you could just grab a group of people there and let them know that um, if they're interested, you just go someplace and, and have your own, have your own little discussion. But it, it, I think pause on airs. I, I never went in the past to pause on airs. It always scared me to see the photos of people like in the bathtub, like uh, (laughs) of, of some, of some hotel room and thinking, you know, how could you even see the screen? How could you even hear? You know, it's like people sitting on each other's laps. That wasn't comfortable with that. You're so not a lap plenty. sitter. No, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. So there was plenty of space here at this. So yeah, I agree, Tim. It had a good balance of just enough structure with a ton of flexibility to, you know, let people seek out what they needed or uh put together impromptu or ad hoc sessions. So were there any sessions for either of you that were standout? I did write them down as much as I could remember. Uh, Like I said, I went to the audit trail. There was ergonomics and productivity, transitioning to UX with Heather McHugh, working with an API. I went to uh, Heather's session. I always like uh, listening to her and and I mentioned Sully's session mm-hmm. earlier with the Twilio telephony 
integration. And that session, you know, I, I think I knew at some level all of that was uh, was possible, but seeing him demonstrate it in real time in FileMaker, you know, gave me a little extra inspiration. Adam Aronson did a session, you know, from Full City. He facilitated a session uh, talking about uh, that was more business related and client management related mm. and rather than technical really enjoyed that you know everybody just sort of sharing some of their issues and then you 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 know you understand that you're not the only one with that with that set of problems yeah that's always been something about devcon is going there and knowing that you're not alone because you you find that there's more similarities similarities and more common experiences in the industry than than you would think absolutely that's totally true yeah there was one called uh pause on perfection which when i heard the title i'm like oh my god that's a great title for pause uh but also because if it's about perfection being the enemy of the good that that kind of thing which i think it was I'm sorry I didn't go. I didn't know it was happening at the time. Did either of you hear that one or go to that one? I didn't I, I wasn't that. at that one. Is that yeah, we should all yeah. talk on that? That's a that's a good idea. <laughs> is that uh what the the description of it is uh it just said pause on perfection and it was done by Michael Ross and John Howell. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would have been but, interesting. I don't know anything else about it. So I'll cut this whole piece out then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the one led by Chris Irving on dependencies. And they were talking about all the things that your solution could be dependent on, good or bad. And how do you decide when you use what kind of dependency? Like, if is it dependent on having the internet available? Is it dependent on a particular plugin? Um, and uh, how you make wise decisions regarding that. Yeah, I didn't go to that session, but I ended up in a conversation that was sparked by that by that session. Another one I went to was API integrations. That was by John Newhoff and Joe Rain. Um, they they were just really talking through some some of the ways that you can build integrations with FileMaker kind of at a high level. And again, there there were no slides. There were no, no computer. It was just a discussion that was outside by the lake and lively discussion. Well, you had something to offer. You've got quite a, quite a depth of experience. Yeah, we, we have a ton of we've packaged up a lot of our API integrations into a product called Brilliant Connect. And uh, it's it's kind of a unique way of delivering those things in the community. And you know, it's not a plugin. It's just a FileMaker file that you call scripts in and um, those scripts are pre-built. And, and so you could swap that file out if you, uh, if there's new versions or new API, API integrations works well. We we use that largely in place of Claris Connect. I mean it's it's it was around before that and um you know so 
if you want to talk about a dependency, you know, we're not dependent upon what Claris Connect provides because we can build our own in, in, into that solution. So there's another edit point. I have to cut that part out. <laughs> cut that thing out. <laughs> we don't need Claris Connect. <laughs> No, it was a dependency. You can bleep him. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that, so certainly that would be an option. You've had the, uh, well, since 16, ability to uh, directly integrate with a lot of different REST APIs. Yep. And Claris Connect is an option for maybe get there faster or do it without having to fully understand how to directly interact with the API. You got products like yours. Yeah. And um, there's, there's also other things. Act as a framework. Um, it, it can, you can display something as a card window using it, which is not something that Claire's connect does at, at all. I mean, it just doesn't like there's a, a drawing editor or image editor that comes up in a card window that's contained in that solution. Um, there's some mapping tools um, so it it's it's different. I mean, there's different options available. Are you ever going to do an all you can eat for that product? Like here, all you can eat every API, one price. Um, well, some of the things probably not. I mean, some of the things built in it aren't aren't going to be useful for various people i mean it's like they're very specialized we just happen to build it into that so it'd be modular mm -hmm. uh, so to do an all you eat can price for that wouldn't really make it a lot of sense we've gone to kind of the model that it's custom for everybody because mm -hmm. um we don't we want to have people pay only for what they what they need mm -hmm. so rather than strictly a product you leverage it in a lot of your custom projects and your client needs to integrate with this system and rather than and it gets them there faster and maybe more reliably yeah and and we can we can no lower cost. the cost of the integration potentially for mm -hmm. a, a particular client if we're if we're building something like often if somebody's paying us to build that they get a perpetual license for it, or we'll give them a discount. And then the fact that they're allowing us to reuse it for other potential clients, we will give them a discount. Yeah, we are doing a similar thing sometimes with a cloud container. So, uh, which is a, acts as a framework to make it easier for uh, integrating with AWS S3 for storage. Yep. Or um, container data. What else is on that notepad there, Thomas Makwa? <laughs> uh, leaving a legacy. Did either of you go to, to that one? I thought that was um, interesting no, too, but I'm not sure exactly what the target of that was. That was the one on legacy systems, I thought. It's, oh, okay. Okay. It wasn't leaving a legacy. It was more about talking about solutions that might be old and how you can bring them up to date. Okay. I well, thought, unless unless there was another session called about... It's the only one I see with the word legacy in it. Okay. Uh, then there's uh, Twilio, Programmable Voice, Solly, but you already we already talked about mm -hmm. that. Uh, OAuth, Nuts and Bolts with Multi-Factor Authentication. Isn't Pac-Man... Isn't session? that your add-on? Did you just list a bunch of sessions? 
who who, who was that? I it didn't have a name. There's a guy. Let's see, oh, Leland Long. Do you know him? He's he's from Charleston, South Carolina, and he did a session a year ago on how he built Pac-Man within FileMaker, and oh, wow. it's real. And I think he might have done a reprise of that this year, and that might have been that session. Oh, okay. But it's it was a very interesting session and crazy how how he I mean he did it at a pixel level so that they're like container fields with uh conditional formatting basically that he could turn pixels on and off on this massive layout with hundreds of wow. thousands of nice. objects and then he did he did some integration with javascript for some of the the logic of the but but all everything was everything was really filemaker with some javascript added and uh, it was it was pretty not very practical for most clients but uh very interesting what he was I, able to accomplish i love stuff like that that put, you know as impractical as it might be that pushes the limits and you know that that's what that's what stirs ideas it's like look what can be done uh it, even though it's uh not very practical yeah, I made a movie one year. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, an interactive movie for a film screening when I used to work at Pittsburgh Filmmakers. So I had a laptop set up outside and people could take a photo and they could put in like four facts, like where they're from and their favorite food. And and then when the screening started, I had to run my laptop up <laughs> to the projection booth. So, you know, they plugged it in and there was like a, audio file that played but it it basically played back the images and had the stuff on screen and it was supposed to be like a dream kind of sequence thing it was strange but it was neat you know it was a very you created a multimedia experience in file yeah yeah i thought uh, people seem to find it interesting <laughs> you used filemaker to do that yeah Okay. So yeah. basically there was like a playback mode for the for the database that it would switch to kiosk. It opened up a sound file in a web browser in the background. So that played the audio and then it sequenced through the images um and just you know had things popping up on the screen. So I have to grab the cat. All right. Well, your next project is like a build a choose your own adventure in FileMaker. I can do that. <laughs> uh, this was um this was filemaker eight or eight five uh, yeah, back then. i had uh i had a gig at pittsburgh at pittsburgh filmmakers and teresa was uh she ran the it department and so i had to work with her and a couple other women from other areas so that's how that's how we met in the first place was yeah, I was forced to work with him because i didn't know what filemaker was i was like who this guy yeah. So FileMaker brought you together. It wow. did. That's a story. <laughs> it, yep. <laughs> Good times. I wouldn't have met you, Thomas, if it hadn't been for FileMaker. That is very true. I wouldn't have met any of you either. No. You know, I just, I had stepped from one session to another and come out of the session with my head spinning because uh, everything's fresh and new first devcon I, I can picture that hallway mm -hmm. walk over and 
Hey, you. <laughs> What's your name? So where did the term posse came come from? I think I did you make did you say that? I don't know. It just I, I was like gonna say maybe you did. I thought you did, but I I really don't remember. But I don't think we even started that word until after we met you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Seemed like every year there was uh some additional was, really bright, interesting person that we would meet. Hey Tim. Yeah. What <laughs> Thanks for responding. <laughs> um, hey, uh, where can people go to learn more about you? About or me. your company? All right. Or, or, or any houses you might have? Lumenfire.com is our website. And uh, if you're interested in the vacation home in Florida, that's WindsorIslandGetaway.com. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. How about Marty? Our site's gearboxgo.com. Oh, that's shorter than it used to be. Yeah, we switched. We had both domains, Gearbox Solutions and Gearbox Go. And uh, so now we've migrated everything, the website and email to that. Unfortunately, I don't have a website for a house. Did I misintroduce the company name when I said Gearbox Solutions? Is it not Gearbox Solutions anymore? Oh, no, it's still Gearbox Solutions. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. We just ended up with a shorter, just using our shorter domain, gearboxgo.com. Okay. And is there anything that uh, we haven't talked about that you'd want to say before we close up? I was saying every day is an adventure, finding solutions for clients and everything is always always changing in the technology world. Yeah, that's very true. But that's what I like about the job. Yeah, it keeps it interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining. Well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, anytime. anytime. Good to talk. It's been too long. Yeah. And I'll see you all in Atlanta, if not before, by October. Yeah. And, uh, come by, swing by, spend some time here. Sure.